0: podcasts from the cat voices and sounds from crew and nuntwich
1: Welcome to In Case You Missed It for July the 19th, 2020. Coming up on this week's show, we hear from Simon Dyson, the principal of Highfields Academy in Nantwich. He spoke to Chris Cadman earlier this week about the impact of COVID on the school and how they responded. Claire Hayward, MBE, the chair of Cheshire and Warrington Local Enterprise Partnership talks about the Getting Students Online campaign. And our very own Dave Fowkes talks to Sandra Link, a trustee at Chance Changing Lives in Crewe. They talk about how the organisation is working during COVID-19 and Sandra's nomination for an Amazing Woman Award. That's all on the way. This week on Right Up Your Street, our very own Dave Fawkes spoke to Sandra Link, a trustee at Chance Changing Lives in Crewe. They talk about how the organisation is working during COVID-19 and they spoke about Sandra's nomination for an Amazing Woman Award. Sandra, would you like to give uh, the listener a little idea of what uh, what that's all about? What do you do down there?
2: Okay, Um, Chance Changing Lives was uh, set up as a charity in April 2018. It's a local charity for um, Crewe, Nantwich and the surrounding area, probably up to about Sandbach.
3: Oh, right, yeah. Um,
2: and, um, originally, we worked with people who were homeless and vulnerable and we provided a hot three-course meal every Saturday out of St Stephen's Church in Crewe. Yep. Um, that grew and grew till we were having about 50 people there each week and we also gave um clothing and and provided food parcels and it it became obvious to us that there was a greater need so we developed further and we entered into sort of partnerships with different supermarkets locally and with guinness and we managed to open a social supermarket And the idea is that the people... We hook them through the door with the food because that's what they desperately need. Sure. But we also have a a range of other services and other agencies that work with us to help people to budget financially... We have health and well-being charities that come
3: in, take blood pressure checks, and, and do a range of other activities to, to support people in our local community. Wow. So the idea is, not you, you, like a food bank, you just pick up a parcel, and if, if you don't like macaroni cheese or corned beef, and that Absolutely, happens to be in yeah. there. Um, whereas you, your shop, your supermarket, you can actually go, do you know what, I'd love some beans, or I'm, I'm after yeah. some spaghetti. Yeah. And it, and it works like that, does it?
2: It. Excellent. Yeah, exactly like that. They come in and they browse the shelves as we would in a little supermarket, and they can take any any sort of ten items. It generally comes up to a value of about fifteen pounds. Yeah. So they pay a three pound fee. Okay. So it gives them dignity, this choice. They also there's a the social element because uh, the other side of the shop is the um, it's, we call it the hub, yeah. and that's where we have other people in there giving advice. Support services, um, and a range of stuff goes on. And people people can interact as well. A friend, an old colleague of mine and friend, um, Marie, she... Um, is, that Marie, is that Marie Oral?
3: Is that Marie Oral, is it?
2: Yes, oh. Marie Oral. Marie, yeah, Marie if, is- if
3: you're listening, if you're listening, Marie, well done. Because you've, um, oh. <laughs> you've put this lady in the running for, what is it, woman and home... Amazing uh, woman of Achievement Award A Women of Achievement So well done Marie
2: I need people to vote for me Basically uh, when, when, when Marie nominated me I thought it was really fabulous That she'd done that And it was great Yeah And um, what a kind thing to do But now I've seen it I just want to win Which is very shallow I know <laughs> um, so I'd like as many votes as possible, please.
3: <laughs> do you know, that's what I like, Sandra.
2: What it will do, if I do win, because it's the North of England Award, it actually, you get a full-page coverage in the September edition of Woman and Home for the charity. Oh. So it gives a profile for the charity, so it's not about me. Well, it is a little bit, but it's not entirely. And uh, it gives a full-page coverage for the work of the charity, which is a huge thank you to our volunteers, because we've got 33 magnificent local people who work you know, week in, week out with us yeah. and give freely of their time. So it's, it's a thank you to the volunteers as well.
1: This is In Case You Missed It, a live show broadcast on air on 107.9 FM and also available as a podcast on thisisthecat.com and on your favourite podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Simon Dyson, the principal of Highfields Academy in Nantwich, spoke to Chris Cadman earlier this week about the impact of COVID on the school and how they've responded and how they're getting back to a new normal.
4: A uh, difficult time for the schools and obviously you've been in the news for all the wrong reasons. I don't mean you particularly, but schools in general, Simon. So uh, how's it been for the last few months?
0: Yeah, uh, v- as you say, very, very interesting times. Um... It's without doubt been the strangest year that I think I've ever experienced in schools. Um, The schools, um, it was announced by the government on the 18th of March um, that schools would be closing um, to all, with the exception of uh, children of key workers and pupils with special educational needs. Um, And that was to happen on the Friday, um, so uh, two days' notice, really, to... Prepare uh, for something that we've never experienced before. Um, so, yeah, interesting challenges.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Um, so, what age group do you have at the academy?
0: Uh, um, we've got pupils at age two to eleven at okay. Highfields.
4: Two to eleven. So, uh, and volume of pupils, Simon.
0: Um, we've got two hundred and twelve pupils in the main school, um, and um, just over fifty on register in the preschool.
4: Blimey. So that's a, that's a lot of children. And, and then during COVID, as we said, you were all down to essentials. What numbers did you go actually down to?
0: Um, well, the, the focus initially uh, was to be, be able to provide um, support for key working parents. Um, so the, the emphasis was that school was open only if needed, really, to cover working patterns. Right. Um, on average, uh, between 10 and 18 pupils a day for those first few weeks wow! I think our, our quietest day we had three pupils that, that was one That's, of the bank holidays
4: yeah, so so difficult to sort of cater and manage for that but of course that being a little bit behind us now and again unfortunately not a huge amount of notice then it was said right schools can reopen certainly for those younger years and, and that hits your um, that hits your sort of sweet spot of your students how, how, what, what did you have to do to get to that Simon?
0: That's right, so um, the government's announcement um, was that from the 1st of June um, that schools would open to preschool pupils, children in reception year one and year six. Now across the country there was quite a bit of variation uh, within those dates, because um, obviously rates were different in different parts of the country. Um, so the, the timeframe for reintroducing children in this area was a little bit delayed. Uh, from the 1st of June. Um, but from the 1st, um, the emphasis changed so that it wasn't um, just key workers um, to cover working patterns. Uh, key worker children were invited back full-time and that took us to round about 30 to 40 children um, for that couple of weeks. And then from the 15th, our pupils in preschool um, reception and Year 6 returned to school And that took us to round about 90, 95 children. And then the following week, uh, year one, pupils returned to school. So that's taken us now to round about 115 children on site per day.
4: Mm-hmm. So I guess not just this is particularly not your school, but schools in general, Simon, I think parents are somewhat concerned. And I'm sure you as a as a head person, as the principal and also your teachers are concerned about how they can give good education to the pupils whilst keeping all the social distancing and everything else. So what changes have you had to make to the school?
0: Uh, one of the big changes has had uh, around um, how to support home learning because um, at the moment we've still got some year groups and um, that aren't able to come back into school um, and they won't be back in until September. Um, there are some pupils even in the year groups that have come back into school um, who um, for various reasons have chosen not to. Um, the, the majority have but certainly home learning and remote learning is something that is has been very new to us um, and it's something that we have been developing, you know, uh, and, and continually building on what we're doing. Um, so use of Zoom technology, Microsoft Teams, um, Google Classrooms, things like that, whilst making sure we provide hard copies of work as well um, for those that may not have access to those technologies. Um, staff meetings and governor meetings have all been virtual. Um, So I think prior to the middle of March I I, I had no experience at all of using these kind of technologies I, I think we we now have to quickly become experts in them.
4: Just going to say, teachers have now become I- IT experts as well. It sounds like. very <laughs> much
0: so. Yeah.
4: So moving forward, yeah. then, Simon, here we are. I mean, obviously, uh, I think the area for us has been very fortunate in the fact that if I look at the, you know the outbreaks in other areas of the country, we've we've sort of had a, a lowish number. Um, but yeah. obviously, moving forward now, <clears throat> school needs to get back the same way as everything else. So, in Highfields Academy, what what are you doing? then to make it so that all of those 200 plus students can get back into the classroom?
0: Well, In September, uh, school will be open to all pupils. Uh, The the government guidance um, does change for September because at the moment our class sizes are limited to 15 pupils um, within a group. That does expand um, to a normal class size in September. Um, So we are able to bring back all pupils from September the 1st Um, But one thing that we are working very hard on is to develop the remote learning even further so that, you know, hopefully not. But if we did end up with a situation of a local lockdown, we would be able to continue, you know, providing a quality education for our pupils. Um, But also if a pupil has to self-isolate for a period of time, um, they will be able to engage with what's going on. Um, We did have a a fantastic lesson in Year 6 last week where the class is actually split into two halves at the moment, so they're in two separate classrooms. But 27 of our pupils out of 30 have returned to school in Year 6. Using the Microsoft Teams software, we did have a lesson where the two classes got together and also the three pupils who have continued to learn from home all managed to get together in the same lesson. And I think that provides us with a, a way forward. Um, so that's something that we want to, you know, look at developing, so that can be used, you know, across the school to enhance what what we do.
4: Uh, I, I mean, I, I think school—the experience—is also the social experience as well as the academic experience, isn't it? And I think you know, whilst yeah. children can learn from home, and clearly, we on the cat here we have loads of people who've been sending us pictures of the kids doing baking or doing their classrooms or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's not the same, is it? That social experience is so much part of a, of a, a, a young person growing up.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I think no, no matter how much we develop the home remote learning, it, it doesn't replace, you know, face-to-face within the classroom. Mm. No, not at all.
4: So, slightly different question, then, away from all the COVID piece and everything else. You're, a, you're an academy. So, for those people who don't quite understand that, so what's the difference between an academy and what would be traditionally called a school, Simon?
0: Um, an academy is um, uh, directly accountable to the Department for Education, Um, Before schools became academies, um, the local authority uh, maintained control uh, for schools, but academies are no longer um, maintained and and managed by local authority. Um, So, in effect, we are our own employers um, and there's just some flexibilities around how the school is managed um, compared to a school that is still maintained by local authority.
4: Okay, and you did a bit of investment. I was looking up before we came on air. A million pounds you invested in the school not so long ago.
0: Yes, over the last couple of years, we have been very fortunate to secure some grants to improve the school building. Um, so to date, that is around about one point one million, and that's enabled us to replace all of the the roof of the building, all of the windows, and significant restructure inside of the school and we've just been notified that for this year we have been successful in um, getting a bid to replace the perimeter fencing which will start in September
4: Wow, so as far as the academy is concerned is there a catchment area or can can pupils come to to Highfield from anywhere in the
0: the area? No, the admission policy for the school is still as it was when we were a maintained school so we still follow the same catchment area that we always have done uh, and the same criteria still applies um, to be able to come into the school.
4: Well, Simon, it certainly sounds as a principal you've had a few sleepless nights, I think, and uh, <laughs> and, and clearly the challenges are not over. Um, so maybe just to uh, give you a few seconds, if there's something else you want to tell us about uh, Highfields Academy. Uh, obviously, you've got a catchment area. People may want to go, but unfortunately they can't. But what else would you like us to know about Highfield Academy?
0: Um, I, I would just welcome any, anybody that's thinking of a school to send their children to we do love showing people around the school and um, now obviously the, the autumn term is quite a, a common time as parents are choosing their um, school um, for their children for next year now at the moment that will be very difficult so we are looking at again using virtual technologies to be able to show people around the school Um, But hopefully, you know, things will improve as time goes on. Um, And if we do get back to the point where we can show visitors around the school, we'd be more than welcome um, to do that. Uh, We have got a preschool as well, as we said before, that takes children from age um, two onwards. And there is space available within the preschool. So if you are looking for a preschool for your child, then please give us a call if it's something that you might be, be interested in.
4: So just uh, go on the summary i let you do the advert. If somebody wants to get in touch with the Highfield Academy and they've got somebody in the area that wants to, how do they get in
0: touch with you? Um, the, our preschool is called Little Crickets. Um, there is a Facebook page, um, so they can be contacted directly through um, Little Crickets' Facebook page or on the school website, the main contact number, um, that will come through to the school office and there'll be somebody there ready to answer all of your questions.
4: Oh, that's OK. Well, Simon, thanks for joining us. As I said, difficult time. I certainly feel like for the schools, you've still got a difficult time ahead. But it sounds like with all the things you're putting in place and everything else, parents have, can have some confidence that the children a will be obviously educated well, but also they can get back to a few of their friends and their friendship. Yes, yeah, that, that's the plan. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks very much indeed, Simon. All the best to you. Um, so no, that's, job, that's Simon Dyson from uh, the, who's the principal of the Highfields Academy in Nantwich. And the phone number for the main desk at Highfields is 01270 That's 01270 And again, my thanks to Simon.
1: This is, in case you missed it with me, Aiden, on The Cat. This is the show where we catch up on what's been going on on The Cat in the last seven days and in our local area. If you'd like to share your thoughts about anything we feature or talk about in the show, whether you're listening live or listening back to the podcast on thisisthecat.com, just email studio at thisisthecat.com and we'll pick up your message. Next up on In Case You Missed It, Claire Hayward, MBE, the Chair of Cheshire and Warrington Local Enterprise Partnership, spoke to Chris Cadman earlier this week about the Getting Students Online campaign. They've received donations from online retailer AO.com and supported Sir William Stanier School in Crew. With me on the phone, I have Claire Haywood, MBE, and although she is the Deputy Lieutenant
4: for Cheshire, um, she's here today as the Chair of the Local Enterprise Partnership for Cheshire and Warrington. Claire, a very good afternoon.
3: And to you, Chris. Good to meet you. Well,
4: Claire, it's an interesting topic. We had uh, a local school on uh, on our show yesterday, and we've got you on the phone now to talk about, realistically, poor students who really can't get online. And it's a rather large number, isn't it?
3: It is. It's um, much more significant than I think most of us anticipated. So, alarmingly, it's one in eight students across cheshire and warrington so that's approximately 2400 young people that do not have access to either a device or can access broadband so that is it's a significant number
4: and certainly over the past what three to four months i mean not having broadband not having access to a computer that means realistically many of those students have real not not actually been studying
3: No, and I think it's been very tough for a number of families, particularly if you can't join the online schooling or you haven't got the teacher updates and all of the in-class activities. But you're also missing out on some of the interaction with your peers and your community, which I think has been really quite tough for a number of young people. And even though school may be coming to close over the next few weeks. You know, some have only just started to open and some are also coming into the summer break fairly shortly. So there's still going to be a need to catch up over the summer and during the summer camps and, you know, homework that's going to be coming out through September. So it's really critical that we make sure that these young people have access to those devices and to broadband.
4: Yeah, so uh, there's the issue then. Two thousand four hundred students not able to study and missing a whole chunk of uh, their education, and also there's the social piece as well that you get. But um, so, so you're in this, you're in the local enterprise partnership, and you're basically driving this project forward. Can you tell me more about how you're intending to drive the
3: project? Absolutely. So. What we really would like to do is engage with as many businesses as possible across Cheshire and Warrington who will be able to help and work with us to donate anything between £250 to whatever figure actually would make sense, but £250 would enable each young child and young person to receive a a bundle, if you like, and in that bundle would be a device and accessible band, And we've got some fantastic businesses in the region that have supported us on that so far. So I'm absolutely delighted to announce that the Westminster Foundation and so the Duke of Westminster charity have donated and confirmed 20,000 pounds to us to enable at least 100 devices to go to schools in Cheshire West and Chester. And then also we've had support from people like Stella and from uh, Port Swigger, ng AO.com which has just been incredible. And really what we would like is other businesses to come in and join and join them. In being able to ensure that we can support the rest of the students and young people that really need those devices. And it is really, you know, £250 can make a huge amount of difference.
4: Yeah, It's, it's interesting, Claire, that obviously we see uh, that people in third world countries without water and various other things are, and, and, and clearly it's devastating but we also need to look at ourselves sometimes and as you say 250 pounds considering that's going to get a student back online back into education as an investment for the future seems a fairly small amount really
3: Absolutely. And, and I think um, in terms of the impact that people are talking about, you know, we've looked at this and missing these few months of school can make a huge impact in the long term success for, for a young person. But also, you know, in many ways, some of them are missing out almost. It could be equivalent of a the year the academic progress. Mm. So what we are really keen to make sure is not happening is that if we're as inclusive as we possibly can be, because uh, if you can think about it now, you, know, you talk about water, which is obviously absolutely critical and at one level at a different end of the spectrum, but here in Cheshire and Warrington, thank goodness we, we're not having to worry about that, but Certainly in Cheshire and Warrington, one of the critical elements is about digital inclusion, making sure that everybody has the shared and the same opportunity today and then setting them up well for tomorrow. And there's been some hugely successful events that we've been running online for for young people in Cheshire and Warrington, such as an online virtual careers fair, meeting up with potential employers. So if you don't have that access, you start to miss out on some of that interaction as well. So it's not just about the online sporting; it is also about making sure that we're giving all, all young people across the region the same shared opportunity.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to belittle the water thing, but I think the point is we're a fairly affluent community and and as we say, when you start to look at uh, the sort of £250 and the loss of what that student is actually missing, then obviously the return on the investment. And also for the future of that student, because sometimes that's time you can never catch up, is it? Yeah,
3: and and I, I think that's a really good point because again, in terms of the the businesses in our region ensuring that they are engaging with young people today it's all about their future talent and really we don't want to have anybody to be left behind and also i think that engagement and raising the profile of your own business and, and recognizing the inclusivity agenda it's a really critical piece um so if you if you are a business in crew in that listening you could make a massive difference for the long term to some young people in the region i met it with a a few a couple of students that there was william stonia school a few weeks ago and um a couple who had uh, received laptops and uh, from AO.com and I have to say um, it was a delight to meet them because it was making a big difference to them and they'd only just picked them up so um, mm. it would will, it will make an immediate difference to young people.
4: I think in the social circle of the students, I, I, I don't think as a student I'd like to admit that I didn't have that technology because I couldn't afford it or whatever. I mean, it would—you just become a social prior in in many instances in that because of just not having that. So it, it's one of those things that you probably wouldn't want to talk about. So I can imagine the students overjoyed as they got back into technology. It's amazing.
3: Yeah. So Claire, Yeah, and actually sharing a device would be so difficult, wouldn't it, around the family? Yeah, so yeah. absolutely.
4: Yeah, especially if you've got a few children who need to study or a few students who need to go oh. there. So you've mentioned about some of the people who have helped so far. And again, we've talked about 2,400. This is not a few people. This is quite a large number. You said that this can be as little as a package of £250. So how can people help? How can people get involved? How can people donate?
3: So in the first instance, there's a hashtag, which is hashtag getting students online. So if you can go to that, that would be great. And also, if you go onto, online onto the Cheshire and Warrington Local Enterprise Partnership website, then it will and you'll be able to get in contact with us, and we would be absolutely delighted if you could do that. And that £250 or plus um, would be... Ex- really helpful. We so far have 387 laptop and internet bundles provided so we still have a fairly significant target. So it's 2,400 we want to hit.
4: So is this open to individuals as well? Now maybe some individuals don't have £250 but if somebody wanted to contribute a small amount, could they do that?
3: They certainly could and, um, and we would be delighted if people wanted to contribute.
4: Mm-hmm. So they are, there's a call-out to people in the Crueben-Antwich the area, our broadcast area, across Cheshire, Warrington, that there's a couple of thousand students out there who, fortunately, uh, not for their own fault because of this dreadful virus, can't continue with their, with their university education, and they need your help. And Claire and uh, the Local Enterprise Partnership need your help. So if you've got uh, a few pounds that you'd like to spare to put to a good cause to invest in the future, let's be perfectly honest, then I'm sure Claire and the team would appreciate it. Now, if you're a business then, Claire, again, you don't need to be in the technology business. It just comes down to pure financing, I'm assuming. Then businesses can also help in any way they can.
3: Absolutely. And um, and we will, if you want to um, ensure that that funding goes to a particular school, um, we will do what we can to ensure that happens if there is a need there as well. So you can speak to us specifically about a particular area or a particular school and we'll assess whether they need that support. So if you'd like to um, do that and make it a much more specific contribution to the future of our young people then please also take that opportunity to speak to us and let us know.
4: And I guess the time is now, Claire, yeah, because realistically the students are a little bit void of, if they haven't got the technology, they are a little bit void of their studies. So the time is now. It's not time to think about this. It's time to do something.
3: And, you know, it is so critical, isn't it? Because every day a young person is unable to access their education, their schooling, their community, their friends, their peers is going to have a knock-on impact on their future. So the quicker we can do something and the sooner we can get a device into each young person's hands so that they can contribute and learn, that will make a significant difference. You're absolutely right, Chris. The moment is now, and £250 is not a huge amount of money for many people in our region.
4: Indeed. So Claire, can you give us the uh, uh, the uh, telephone numbers again, if you would, or the contact numbers again, so if people are interested.
3: So um, it's hashtag Getting Students Online, and then if you go into Google, put Cheshire and Warrington Local Enterprise Partnership, and then we will um, get in touch with us through the Growth Hub.
4: Claire, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. We wish you well, and we certainly hope that you can have a few hundred more students online with the technology that they need moving forward. Thank you for coming on to The Cat this afternoon.
1: Well, thank you, Chris. It's a delight to talk to you. Thank you. You can read more about the campaign at thisisthecat.com. And thanks to Claire again for joining us this week on The Cat. That's it for this week's edition of In Case You Missed It on the Cat. You can go to thisisthecat.com to find out more about all of the things we talked about this week and the guests that came on to speak to us. We'll be back next week with more from the last seven days on the cat.
0: to listen.
2: This is the cat.com for more podcasts, some more ways to listen.